everybody. Welcome to another episode of Everyday Strong with Dr. Michael G. Daniels. This is your host, C.B. Baker. Hey, I would just want to um, touch base with everybody real quick. Um, you know, this is a podcast. It started out mainly as audio, and we're still audio, and we're on Apple Podcasts. And on That's on uh, Apple Podcasts. We're on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and basically everywhere that you can get podcasts. Uh, you'll find Everyday Strong there. So we're also on YouTube. And starting this episode, I'm going to start posting our um, video version of the podcast on Facebook. So you'll be able to catch us on the Facebook page as well. And if you see us on uh, YouTube, please hit the like button and subscribe. And also with the Enoch Baptist page, Enoch Baptist Church page on uh, YouTube, there is a playlist. I don't know if people know this. There's a playlist where I have the um, the Bible study is in that playlist and as, as well as the um, podcast. So if you just want to just run through them or just have them playing in the background, when you clean the house on Saturday, Saturday morning or something, you know, just let us run in the background and get us some viewership. Right. Thank you so much for supporting us. All right, Dr. Daniels. So we've been in a, uh, um, I ain't going to say debate, a heated discussion mm-hmm. over the holidays, holiday, and, you know, of course, a couple of days about um, one particular line in the Bible. It's in, it's in Ephesians um, chapter five, verse 22. Now I'm going to read the verse and then we're going to have a brief discussion about how that is accepted by people and what that means for the people at home. Like mm-hmm. when you come out the Bible and you're sitting and you're looking across from, from one another, how this this play out? Mm-hmm. So here we go. Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands as you do unto the Lord, period. Mm-hmm. That is verse 22. Mm-hmm. Now, we, me and you, Dr. Downs, we've had a discussion about there's something else before that and there's mm-hmm. something else behind that, but right. most people don't, for whatever reason, don't talk about what's before it. And what's after that? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some of the reasons why we don't look at that, why we're not accepting it. And just the overall, what's the issue with a husband, wife, or just people in general taking what the Bible is telling us um, as an absolute, yeah. like this is what we should do. And why do we have issues with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that you, you know, you, you put it that way and because it's so true. Um, <laughs> The Bible, um, in, the, in this context, right, it gives us two basic uh, functions that is saying that we ought to follow, right? We, you know, one is talking about how the wife should um, view her role in relation to the husband, but also how the husband should view his role in relation to the wife. Oftentimes, the greatest conflict is um, that term submit, right? You know, how do you submit to your husband as unto the Lord? Um, and, and oftentimes I get questions from people like, well, how can I submit to a man who is not godly? How can I submit to a man who does not pay the bills? How can I submit to a man? And, and there's, there's a, a litany of things um, that, that goes on. Um, and, I, and I can understand that, you know, I, I really can. So I think a part of the question that we have to deal with today is if the Bible says that the husband is head, if it's telling the wife to submit, you know, that, that, that kind of also says 
that you're submitting to someone who has been established by God to be in charge, right? He's head of the house. Right. So then the question also has to come up that if he is head of the house, then what is his role? What is the man's role in setting um, the stage or setting the home life up? So it is easy for the wife to be submissive. And, and I want to say this. Submissive does not mean to be like a servant or slave. In fact, the Bible says that the relationship should be similar to Christ and the members of the church. And that's not a servant-master relationship. It is master. He is my master, but I'm not like a slave in the traditional sense. You know what I'm saying? Because we still get that free will. So I think that's a, a great question or, or, or something we have to look at is in, what, what is the role of the husband in, in, in setting the stage so it is easy for a woman to be submissive, but yet still maintain her individuality, still feel like a woman, still feel like, you know, she is important in the relationship. And so how do, how do men make sure that your wife does not lose her individuality? Yeah, I, 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 you know, and of course, you know, uh, I think that we have to be the same thing that Christ is to us, right? The same thing. And, and, and the people often say it this way, you know, lead by example, you know, you, you lead by example. I think that it, what men have to start doing is that we have to also become very knowledgeable about what God tells our wives to function as, you know, because in any relationship where one has that duty to, to be in a uh, managerial role, you have to have an intimate knowledge of the person that you're managing. Right. Right. Uh, or if you're a coach, let's say if you're a coach and maybe that's a better way to look at it. Mm -hmm. If you're a coach, you have to have intimate knowledge of what each player on the team needs to do in order to have success for the team. And let's say the marriage is like a team, right? It is kind of like a team, right? right? So if I'm the coach, I need to know everything that is necessary for each member of that team to function at their highest level. So I think gaining that knowledge is first and foremost. And oftentimes the head of the household has not done that, right? You know, for example, if I'm going to be to my wife what Christ is to the church, Christ says, uh, you know, and, and Paul tells us this, that he shall supply my every need according to his riches and glory, right? So that's what she say to me as the head. If, if How can I supply her every need according to my riches? Now, I can't do it according to your riches, right, right. but I can do it according to my riches, right? right. So how do, how do I do that? Well, the first step is I must know her need, you know, and I think that's confusing for a lot of people because sometimes we confuse what a person wants with what a person needs. Mm -hmm. I think that's step one is I must know that and I must marry that up with what God says her role is so I can help coach, you know, and mentor so I can, you know, help, help her to see the benefit, not just to, not the benefit to me, but the benefit to her. Because if you're following God, we, we know that God is going to reward those who follow him. Yeah. Now, like a question I asked earlier off air, 
But what if the wife is not willing to listen to her husband in that manner? Let's say the husband sits down, cracks open the Bible, and starts teaching Mm -hmm. the wife and having discussions about it and teaching the wife the word of God and, and, and everything. And she's just flat out, I'm not listening to you because I know what you do every day. You know, you know, your socks is on the floor. You don't take out the trash on, on a timely basis, blah, 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 blah. She's got all this list of things that her man doesn't do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, why should I listen to him? Mm. How do we, how can the man get past that? Yeah, and, and, you know, and everything, you, <laughs> that question is, I won't say it's loaded, right. but, the, but, but it certainly is reality. It's, rea- it's, it. it's, it's reality. Yeah, it, right. It's reality. You know, I, I, again, I go back to what the text says, right? It, and, it, and, and is that I have to, um, if she's going to submit to me the way the church had to submit to Christ, right? That means I have to function the way Christ does the church. Right. Um, it is recognized that the church, which is the individuals that make up the body of Christ, those who have been saved, don't always listen to Jesus. <laughs> right. It goes without saying, right? right? We don't always listen to Jesus. Right. In fact, I would say probably 80% of the time, we don't listen to what he's telling us because we think we already have the answer. We already know, right. you know, so forth and so on. But what is his response to that? And that's the thing that I think we ought to look at. We should have the similar response that Christ has to us. And, and what Christ does not do is give up on us. You know, I, don't care how, I don't care how foolish we act. I don't care how many mistakes we make. He never gives up on us. And he keeps on trying to show us the benefit by love, right? He, that, that's the firm, foremost and forth, right. foremost thing that he does. In fact, the Bible says, Jesus says that uh, his Holy Spirit primary job is to keep pushing me in the right direction, even when I'm making mistakes and acting the fool. So I think we have to do the same thing, you know, and, and the push is always a love push. It's, 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 it's not a, you know, a, a stick push mm-hmm. kind of, kind of thing. Right. So I, I think we have to kind of do the same thing because I, you know, I understand the difficulty of many women to come under that kind of thought process. I mean, if you've been abused, if you've been in an abusive relationship before, um, and even if you haven't, if you've heard of other women being in those kind of relationships, right. it's going to be a little difficult for you to all of a sudden say, well, okay, listen, let me submit. Because so many people look at that word submit as if to say, be a slave to. But that's not what it says, obviously. Well, I shouldn't say obviously because some people think it does mean that. But it means submit to your husband the same way Christians submit to Christ. Right. Right. And so if I'm doing, if I understand that as, 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 as a husband, then I have to also understand that, listen, if I don't always do everything Christ tell me is good for me. Mm-hmm. Why would I expect my wife to all of a sudden do everything I say is good for her just because I say it's good for her? That's right. You know, so patience goes a long way. And, and then also verse Ephesians five, verse 21, the one right before that says submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. It starts out with mm-hmm. that telling both of us mm-hmm. to submit. Then right. it goes into what roles each person has to play. Right. 
And like I said, people don't read the very first verse in front of that. So to go back to what you were saying about the person um, being abusive, he hasn't submitted to Christ. Absolutely. And, yeah. and, and, and here's the thing, you know, and it works both ways, right? If my wife is um, not comfortable submitting to me as her husband, right? Then she's not submitting to Christ. But that doesn't mean that I should stop submitting to Christ. Right. You know, um, my, my wife may make a decision because of her upbringing, you know, because of her education, or, or, or because she just happened to be a, a woman that says, you know what, I'm my own boss, you, you know, that, that she's not going to fulfill that type of role. Well, my actions should never be dictated by her actions, you, you know, because if right. I do that, and I want people to understand this. If my actions are dictated by her actions, then she's controlling me. Mm -hmm. If because if she doesn't do something, I get upset and I change the way I act, then I'm not being directed by God. I'm being directed by her actions. So what I'm what I should be always thinking about is, is, is I'm not doing what I'm doing because of her. I'm doing what I'm doing because of me. <laughs> You know, because I want a great relationship with my, with my Savior, Jesus Christ. That's the, my primary objective is I want that relationship with Christ. I want to make him happy with my actions. So, therefore, I'm going to always follow his instruction. Right. Because it's not my wife's instruction that says to me to treat her like Christ treated the church. It is Jesus' instruction that tells me to do it that way. All right. Now, I'm going to follow up with a question that came up during the discussion that we had. Mm -hmm. And it was, quote, unquote, so I'm supposed to just follow him off a cliff and being submissive all the way off a cliff? And that's the question I got to ask for you. Okay? Mm -hmm. The wife is being submissive and, and doing what she's supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Is Everything is falling right in line. Mm -hmm. But let's say the husband is out of line. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give her to help him get back in line? Well, let me say this. First of all, it is not her responsibility to help him get back in line. Okay. And I think that's also a part of the problem is that when you're following the Bible, there's nothing in the Bible that says that the wife's responsibility or her job is to do anything to get him back in line. When you do that, you become more frustrated in the relationship, okay? But what about the, should I follow him off the cliff routine? The, submit doesn't say follow him off the cliff. Again, th that's where I think the error comes in that because people don't understand what the word means. I mean, they do, but they like to take it to the nth degree, okay? It, it, to, to say that submit means to become a slave, right, would be uh, tantamount um, to me saying um, when someone says, when the Bible says, you know, those who are, uh, are workers to submit to their masters, you know, like, so, you know, obeying your, your supervisors. If your supervisors say, Hey, I want you to go choke the guy in the next cubicle and kill him, <laughs> you know, right. that you would go do it. Right. Uh, as a matter of fact, here's what the Bible says that you follow them as they follow God. <laughs> See, that's what the Bible says, right? right? 
So th- that, that's the context that the Bible is looking at in. You follow them as they follow God. So you're submitting not to the person, you're submitting to the role that the person is in. Okay. Just like on a job, you, you don't submit to your supervisor because of who he, he is. Mm-hmm. You submit to the supervisor because of the role that they play, that right. they are a supervisor. That's right. right. Now, if I work at Hardee's, let's say, and I am the person that works in the, you know, um, in the um, lobby area cleaning up. And my supervisor says to me, hey, listen, I need you to go uh, and go in the back and steal all the money in the safe and meet me after we close <laughs> and put it in the back of my car. Right. Right. Now, should I do that because that's my supervisor? No. Why? Because submission does not mean. In, in, you know, to just blindly follow folk doing what we know is illegal or immoral. Right. It would be like saying, well, what if my husband says, I think people carry it too far. What if my husband says, let's worship the devil? Is the Bible saying submit and start worshiping the devil with him? See, we know that's not the case, don't right. we? But someone will say something like, well, what if he tells me to jump off a cliff? You know, well, you know, the same logic applies to what if he tells me to worship the devil, Right. right? Because it says what? As they follow God. Now, it's, it's the function again that we're talking about. So, and the same thing with me as a husband. It's the function, right? But let's say my wife is, is not doing it. Again, I, I say that for the, the husband or the wife. If your husband was unsaved when you married him, he ain't going to just get saved because you married him. So he's not going to be functioning in that role. But remember, wives, the Bible also says something like this that by your chaste conversation coupled with fear that you might win him over. Okay. Now here's what I say to all women, to all women. If you could win me over to marry you, mm-hmm. you ought to be able to win me over to treat you nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really it's just, that you didn't marry me because I was slapping you upside the head. You didn't marry me because I was harsh. You didn't marry me because I was beating you. You didn't marry me because, marry you because you didn't marry me because I was throwing the money away and chasing other women. You married me because I was treating you nice enough that you wanted to get married, right? right? So if I was treating you nice enough, that meant you were doing something that made me want to treat you nice, okay? So I'm just saying it's possible. Right. But I'm not saying it's their job. It's not your job. I want to be clear on that. The husband is head of the household. That means the husband's job is the one to guide the ship, not the wife. I say to every wife, you respect the role, but respecting the role does not mean you blindly follow. That's not what it says. Yeah. So let's um, let's talk a little bit of, um, a little bit more in depth of the the role of the husband, mm-hmm. um, because every time we get in these conversations, it's usually what the role of the wife, and then we we get into that deep diving into that. But we often off air, me and you talk about the role of a husband and being head of the household. Mm -hmm. And I even made a comment. I said, you know, it's not like I applied to be the head of the household. It was, I was, I was made the head of the household Mm -hmm. and how many men walking around here don't want to be the head of the household. That's a lot of pressure. Absolutely. You know, when you have bills that's coming in, and you looking at how much, how many hours you got to work and you got kids that's saying, Hey daddy, I want to spend time with you. And you're like, mm-hmm. well, I can't spend time with you. Cause I got to go, I got to go pull a double shift right. to make sure these bills is paid. You know, it's like, 
there's a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. in being a husband. And I'm saying that not to say there's no responsibility in being a wife. Mm-hmm. Right. See, we, we got to get past that tit for tat type thing. Absolutely. You know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like we need to recognize and respect each other and what roles that we have. Because mm-hmm. the, the role of a husband, according to the Bible, that's a lot. Absolutely. Right. It's 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 a lot. And and for the men that's out there, that's that, you know, if you're married, mm-hmm. and um We've all seen a woman at 7-Eleven with a bonnet on and a house dress on and house shoes. And we say, what? why in the world did they come out here looking like that? But if you're married and that's your wife, you know whose fault that is? That's your fault. It says right there in the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, are we really taking care of our women? Well, see, here's the thing. Again, and I'll say this, and I'm, I, I said this just like I said about the women. My job is to make God happy. See, that's my contractual obligation, right? Right. Oh, just because you are a man don't mean you have been trained how to be a husband. Mm. It doesn't. And in fact, there are plenty of men that are not seasoned in the word of God. So... If you don't have knowledge, how are you going to make it happen? Right. Right. As I said earlier, if my job is to be to my wife what Christ is to the church, I must know what Christ is to the church. Because if I don't know that, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. And most people don't know that, what that responsibility is. And once I know that, now I can start doing that. I can say, okay, this is what Christ did for the church. This is what I should be doing for my wife, okay? Um, and 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 that's that's a heavy that's a heavy 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 lift to be to anyone what Christ is to us. Right. But that's what we are told we we should be. So if I'm doing that though, she may not be receptive. Mm-hmm. Christ died for all sinners, but that don't mean that all people stop sinning. Right. There's still going to be people that's going to still do everything they do. There are people in the church that don't stop doing what they have been doing, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying to say that my wife may come to this 7-Eleven looking like, you know, <laughs> uh, as, as old folk would say, looking like who shot John, yeah. right? <laughs> right. But that doesn't necessarily mean I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Right. All that meant was that she did what Christians do all the time, which is not follow what I did for her. Because uh, again, I'm saying because my role is not to force her to change. My role is to create an environment where she wants to change. And that may take time. You know, you know, there's an old saying that you can't turn a whore into a housewife. Well, that's not true. (laughs) Okay. Cause whore, just like, you know, there are men whores, just like the women whores, right? Right. You can, but that don't mean it's going to happen overnight. See, when I got saved, my maturity didn't happen in 30 seconds. You know, it took time for me to, for, for some of those old things to pass away. Right. And I think the same thing applies. If I'm 40 years old before I learn how to be a good husband, it, by 41, it don't mean that I'm going to ch- create an environment so that my wife wants to be, you know, right, the ideal right. wife. It's going to take a little time, but that's what I'm saying. Patience is key as well. 
So that means I have to start developing. I have to start finding out what her needs are, right? And then supplying those needs based on my riches and glory, you know? And I think that's just something that men have to think about. I can't look at what other guys are doing, right? You know, I may not have the riches to take my wife to Miami, to take my wife to Las Vegas, to take my wife to, you know, to Acapulco or Bahamas. And some other man may be able to do his wife like that. And so I may be thinking, well, if I don't do that, I ain't doing my job. So I get depressed, despondent, and stop doing anything. Right. My job is to say, what are my riches, right? So I might can't take her to the Bahamas, but if she has a need to have a break, right, I can take her to the beach and we can walk in the sand. I can take her to a park, put out a blanket, put on some music, have a nice picnic and let her relax. I can give her a vacation and we never leave the city. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, well, I think what we need to start doing, which I, it may exist. I may, I don't know. I, I haven't seen it, mm-hmm. but you may made a very uh, good comment about men not being trained mm-hmm. to be a husband. Right. And now, now you can go, you can take that in the super woke aspect and say, you know, where a lot of uh, this, you know, men are not in the household anymore, so they're not able to get trained. You know, th- like kids, and you come up with that if you don't have a father, you don't see an example. But the key word that you said is train. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about all the men that's out there that get married in their early 20s. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when they hit like 30, them they spouse if they're not trained together to be in the word they they could separate mm-hmm. you know because people change over time absolutely you know mm-hmm. so what can is there is there something that we could possibly do to create some type of program where we train young adults on how mm-hmm. to be a good husband and how to be a good wife without them even being a husband first and a wife like train before you do, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> well, I'm, I'll say this. Uh, as, as Jesus said to Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but the Holy Spirit, because that's exactly what the Bible tells us to do, what you just said. Yeah. Okay. It tells us that women should train up the young women and men, likewise, the young, you know, the young men. Yeah, we do need to do that because here's the thing. You can have a PhD in microbiology and you will not take one class in how to be a husband mm-hmm. or how to be a wife as far as that goes. That's right. You can be extremely well educated in a secular world, but that doesn't mean you know how to be a spouse, right? You can have a father in your life the whole time, but if that man was not in the church and if that man was not teaching you based on what the Bible says, you're still not going to get it because that's not where you got. Right. If you just go to church, that doesn't mean you're going to get the details of how to do those things. It just doesn't mean that, right? So you're absolutely correct in your, your premise. We need to, and we have to start looking at it from ground zero, right? And say that every chance we get, we have to be mentors to young guys, not just our own, but mentors to young guys, mentors to those that we come into contact with so that we can give them that knowledge, give give them that information. If you think about what the apostles did, that's how they carried themselves, right? 
They didn't just worry about their own children or their, you know, when they talked to other young men, they gave, they dropped knowledge right. on them. Could we have a class at church? Absolutely. I think it is imperative that we start. Um, and we have done this. It's not like this is, but we have done this in the past. But the issue, you know, often is one where you have the blind leading the blind, you know, because um, mm. just because you've been married a long time don't mean that you got there in a healthy way. Right. You know, uh, all that means is that you didn't give up. <laughs> so, right. So, so you want, you need people that, that are trained to, to do the training that have been trained. Right. And, and, and have the experience so they can speak from authoritatively that yes, it does work. It doesn't mean it's going to end up perfection. I don't care how great a husband I am that, you know, if I do everything right, it doesn't mean that my wife will end up being that virtuous woman that we find in Proverbs 31. Just like, I don't care how perfect Christ is and we know he's perfect, but we still are not perfect. Right. So we have to accept that. Now, now when we bring to the table, the fact that I am imperfect and I'm trying to be that husband that leaves just so much room for, you know, error and, and mishaps and those kind of things. But, but what you're saying is right on cue is that we have to start actually doing the work. We have to start now. It may not help a generation, but it will help the ones coming up behind us. Right. You know, and so that generation, those teenagers will be better because of it. And it's a hard battle to fight because in the world, it teaches you the opposite yes. of what the Bible is trying to instill, you know? And so, but, but still the work needs to be done. Yes, it does. Well, our, um, our glass is empty. Our time is coming to a close. So anything you'd like to bring up before we close out? I would just like to say as well to all of our listeners, to all of those who look at us, listen, every time you look at a podcast, tap the share button, yeah. you know, share it. I know that you have at least four or five friends that you know will benefit by getting some more insight into situations. So share it with someone. And the more you share, the more people will get this kind of information and the more we can always move forward. So I'm just so happy to see all of us back and having a wonderful time in Jesus. Yes, amen. Thank y'all so much for tuning in and listening. This is your host, C.B. Baker. Till next time.